today on Channel Massive Today. Do the words hardcore gaming and Nintendo go together like peanut butter and chocolate? I'll attempt to make that argument while keeping a straight face in just a moment. And what happens when thousands of video game nerds turn their wrath on a poor innocent movie critic? Bad things, man. All this and more on Channel Massive Today! Thank you for downloading Channel Massive today. The date is July 1st, 2010. My name is Jason, and here's what's going to be on tap for today's show. Hardcore gaming in the Wii, World of Warcraft, and a couple other news items mixed in for good measure. As always, if you want to participate in the show, or if you just want to chime in and bitch at me for a little bit, the email address is mail at channelmassive.com. You can also reach us on the Twitter feed at twitter.com slash channelmassive. Go to the website, leave a comment there. We also have a Facebook page if you'd rather do that. Uh, just a quick note here, as far as next week is concerned, um, Monday, uh, there will be no show on Monday, um, but I will be back on Tuesday. So Friday there will be a show, Monday I'm off, and then uh, Tuesday we'll be back. So just a quick little note there. Uh, I also wanted to mention that I broke down and I decided to purchase All Points Bulletin uh, last night. Um, I only got to the point where I was able to install it and kind of mess around with the character creation system a little bit. So I created a couple characters. Uh, it's very a very robust uh, character creation system that they have going on there. Uh, I was able to make my tune look you know, pretty badass looking, at least I thought. And... Uh, I made a couple of different characters on there. One criminal, one enforcer. So if you want to look for me there in-game, my criminal's name is Fitty Pence. Kind of a not-so-subtle take um, on 50 Cent. And I have another character who's an enforcer called Idira Sky, who I kind of made as a emo, hot emo chick. Uh, so look for me there. Um, I'll try to play... Um, you know, during the afternoon, during the evenings, uh, mainly, and I'm sure I'll be hooking up with Eric and the, and the unofficial, not so official Channel Massive Guild, the Creeping Darkness, um, as soon as I get a chance. Uh, anyway, let's get on with the show. What I can only describe as a fairly shrewd business move by Blizzard, uh, they announced yesterday that the closed beta test for World of Warcraft Cataclysm was going to start, and people interested, like everybody on the planet, uh, would, should be looking at their uh, email boxes to see if they get a beta invite. Uh, Cataclysm, of course, is Blizzard's reimagining of the world, I guess you could say. They're going to essentially blow up the world, uh, make old zones new again uh, with new quests, uh, things like that. Uh, so 
you know, it's a pretty cool attempt, I think, that they're doing to bring uh, some of the older World of Warcraft players back into the fold. Uh, and uh, I just, I think that is kind of hysterical uh, how they did this right after uh, Final Fantasy XIV announced that their beta test was going to begin, too. And I also think that they're they're pl- they're probably planning on releasing this thing fairly shortly, um, or at least, or maybe even around the same time as Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past them to release that same week. Uh, that that's just how they roll over there. Uh, it and, and it kind of just makes sense for them. They're like, oh well, yeah, Final Fantasy fourteen. But are you sure you want to go over there because Cataclysm is going to come out that same week, or or maybe you know, or it might be a week after, or maybe just even a, a short month after. I think when Wrath of the Lich King came out, it came out. Well, they did the beta test like around the same time uh, in July, and then they released in November. So. You know, I'm thinking November at the latest, but you know it could be sooner than that. Just to kind of stick it to stick it to those people who are looking forward to playing Final Fantasy XIV. Anyway, if uh, you are interested in that and you haven't signed up for the beta already, you better make sure you're flagged for it and check your emails hourly. Xbox 360 dead or dying? Uh, according to DFC Intelligence, who is a strategic market research and consulting firm who focuses on interactive entertainment and video game entertainment, uh, they say in terms of changing the overall video game hardware platform market share, we see Connect as having a negligible impact. Uh, the Xbox 360 has some good years left, but the platform is clearly on the downside of its life cycle. Uh, They also said that Microsoft's strategy appears to be taking the most popular commercially proven casual-friendly genres, virtual pets, dancing games, fitness games, and the like, and putting them on Kinect. Uh, There are numerous problems with this approach, but the biggest problem is Microsoft, at its core, is simply not an entertainment company. Uh, They say almost every time Microsoft has tried to emulate successful entertainment products, they have failed with the exception of PC gaming prior to the Xbox and then the Xbox platform itself. Microsoft is putting almost all of its eggs in Connect as a way to appeal to the casual consumer and expand its user base. Unfortunately, based on what we have seen, we continue to feel that Microsoft is going to struggle to expand beyond its core audience. Uh, They also go on to say that while the Xbox 360 and Wii will continue a downward sales trend in the years ahead, the PS3 will see a pickup in sales this year and through 2011. Despite an expected year-on sales decline, they also expect that the Wii will have the higher overall higher overall sales of of all three of them. Um, you know, personally, I'm yeah, you, I've you know, I made no bones about it. I'm I'm an Xbox 360 guy. You know, p- some people are PS3, some people are Wii. I'm, I'm 360, uh, and I tend to you know, look at this article and think, well, okay, is my console dying? Is it on the on the uh, end of its life cycle? And I'm not so positive on that, and I'm not even thinking about Connect at all uh, when I make that assessment. 
the thing is, is that there are a ton of games still coming out for the 360. Uh, developers don't show any signs of not wanting to develop for the 360. In fact, games still come out for the 360 before they come out for PC games. Uh, and you know, and, and until I think until I think we start seeing that trend shift uh, to where developers just want to start developing for the PC more, and then they kind of wait to port it over to the 360 later. Until we start to see that trend uh, start to happen, uh, I I don't see it. I don't see the 360 going away anytime soon. Do I do I think that they need to start working on a on a next generation console? Sure, and I'm sure. Uh, everybody is working on a next-generation console. As I'm running this podcast, I'm sure all three companies are working on something new. Uh, but, you know, the things like the the, the Move and the Connect uh, motion control things, yeah, those are meant to help extend the life cycle of these consoles. Um, I'm not... Uh, overly impressed with either one of them and I, and I do agree with this report in, in that aspect where I just don't see Microsoft pulling in a bunch of different gamers to their console with with this thing it's just not going to happen and so they're going to have to you know instead of focus on connect they're going to have to focus more on the core gamer and bringing you know those kind of games to its console and, and continue to do that throughout however many years uh, they feel the, the 360 has left on it. So some of you may recall the Roger Ebert piece where he declared that video games could never be art. And of course, this spawned a slew of hate mail, I'm sure. It also probably prompted... The good thing about it is that it probably prompted a lot of people to, you know, sit back and take a look at it. And and it, it actually generated quite a bit of debate, even among the video game community, on whether video games could be art. Spawned quite a bit of commentary... All in all, it ended up actually, I think, being a fairly good thing. Um, Well, yesterday, actually late today, early today, uh, Roger Ebert uh, came out with a new uh, blog post uh, entitled, OK Kids, Play on My Lawn. And he says, well, he says this, he says, I was a fool for mentioning video games in the first place. I would never express an opinion on a movie I hadn't seen, yet I declared as an axiom that video games can never be art. I still believe this, but I should have never said so. Some opinions are best kept to yourself. <laughs> really? Well, why do you why do you think that? And and of course, he would have never wrote that if he had known that. And, and this is his quote. He says, at this moment... 4,547 comments have rained down upon me for that blog entry. My error in the first place was to think that I could make a convincing argument on purely theoretical grounds. What I was saying is that video games could not be in principle art. That was a foolish position to take, particularly as it seemed to apply to the entire unseen future of games. This was pointed out to be maybe hundreds of times. How could I disagree? It's quite possible that a game could someday be great art. 
Uh, and apparently a lot of gamers, game developers even, uh, went out of their way to try to make it easy for him and convince him that he was wrong. Uh, Kelly Santiago, who's talking defense of video games, was the subject of my entry, offered to send a selection of games. Uh, he says, but I didn't have a game machine, no problem. He heard from a fellow movie critic who is uh, a movie critic for Ain't It Cool News. He had a friend who works at Sony Games, and through his friend, they offered him a PlayStation 3 and a copy of Flower. Uh, he wanted to install it for him and, and bring it over, and I guess he was like, mm, I don't know, I don't know if I have time for this, and I, I've got the, uh, I've got this film festival coming up, so I don't know if I have time to actually play, play, play in your world a little bit. Yeah, he goes on to say, I may be wrong, but if I'm not willing to play a video game to find that out, I should say so. I have books to read and movies to see, and I was a fool for mentioning video games in the first place. So I you know it's just kind of funny that you know it, you know at least you you kind of get him to see your perspective and then you have to give the video game community a little bit of credit here um they formed their arguments they didn't you know yeah I'm sure that there were like a couple of you know you're screw you don't know what you're talking about you're just this old man who who has no perspective on things I'm sure he had a ton of those kind of responses but from the sound of his blog post, it sounds like he got quite a few, you know, the majority of the arguments were fairly well thought out, and and he had no choice but to sit down and listen. Uh, so, anyway, I, I guess you could score this as a sort of win for the video game community, uh, but, you know, as long as you keep it clean, I, I think that's, uh, you know, that's what they're looking for when it comes to to those kind of arguments there. So, anyway, good job, video game community. So our friends over at Nintendojo.com have been running a week-long series of articles revolving around the topics of hardcore gamers and Nintendo, uh, they look into issues like uh, a deba- you know debates about hardcore versus casual. What you know what the definition of hardcore gamers and gaming is. Uh, how Microsoft could possibly get the hardcore gaming crowd back into the fold. Um, maybe mistakes that were made by Microsoft along the way and why they lost hardcore gamers. Uh, they provide just lots of great content there this week on this topic, and I highly recommend you go check it out. One particular article that I saw struck a chord with me uh, by Matthew Tidman, uh, entitled, Why Can't We Be Friends? Um, I'm not going to read the entire article for you, but I'm just going to read some paragraphs here and make some comments on it myself. Um, it starts out, admit it, you are an ultra-hardcore gamer who eats Mario for breakfast and gets giddy by the mere thought of speedrunning Metroid for fun. There's probably been some point where you complained about the casual crowd ruining Nintendo. It's kind of to be expected. Nintendo went from the king of consoles to the champion of the soccer mom in only three generations. Growing up playing NES, Super NES, and Nintendo 64 led you to believe that Nintendo would always be there for you. Even during the rough time of the GameCube, when you might have considered getting a PlayStation 2, you believed that if you stuck with Nintendo, there'd be a grand renaissance, the likes of which hadn't been seen since the good old days of the Super NES. 
Well, there was a sort of renaissance, but to your horror, instead of the ultra-hardcore game route, Nintendo turned its back on you and instead focused on the gamers, gamers that you'd be ashamed to be seen with. Grandparents, soccer moms, little kids, and dare I say it, the popular crowd. In horror, you did something you never would have considered just ten years ago. You bought a PS3 or an Xbox 360. Oh, you might still have your Wii around, gathering dust and occasionally giving you some brief entertainment. However, Nintendo is dead to you now. They gave up on you, and so you've given up on them. I have just one word for you. Shame! And he goes on to say, It's easy to point the finger at the casual game revolution and say that Grandma is ruining games for everyone, but I suggest a different tact. Maybe Nintendo isn't appealing to you anymore. That's understandable, and I hope you have fun on your PS3 or 360. But don't dare claim that Nintendo is killing gaming with its focus on the casual crowd. If anything, they're helping gaming along. Because eventually, hardcore gamers can die out. If enough parents don't buy their kids a gaming system, gaming could crash again, just like in the 80s. But Nintendo's constant rejuvenation of the market by bringing in new gamers will keep things healthy for a long time. Really, that's something that you as a hardcore gamer should be thanking Nintendo for. Don't hate the casual, because today's casual gamer is tomorrow's hardcore, and that's something to foster the growth of, not to shun. I think there's a lot of good points to be made in what Matthew said there. Uh, and, and the reason why this particular article hit home with me is because I am that guy. I'm that guy who owned a Wii. And actually, I, I owned like all of those consoles he listed off there. I, it, well, with the exception of the GameCube. I didn't own one of those. Uh, but I owned the NES, Super NES, 64, and a Wii. And when I had my Wii about two to three years ago, uh, I, I loved it. I thought it was a really great system. But I slowly came to realize that, you know, I'm a hardcore gamer. And right now there's just not enough of these hardcore games that I want to be able to play. Um, you know, things at the time, I mean, now they have them out. But games like Rock Band and Rock Band 2, you couldn't find games like that on the Wii. And if you did, there would be like a watered-down version of it because the Wii doesn't have the hard drive. Uh, games like, you know, Fable 2 or Fallout 3, you know, you'd never be able to find those games running on the Wii. It just can't do it. It doesn't have the graphical firepower to do such things. And as I realized that, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm going to have to abandon this thing like a poor little puppy uh, I'm just going to have to kick it to the curb. So, yes, eventually I ended up selling the Wii, and I ended up getting a 360. Uh, so that that's kind of why this article struck struck a nerve with me a little bit, because I am that guy. I, I am that gamer that he's talking about. Uh, you know, I, you, know I, you have to wonder what Nintendo can do to bring the hardcore gamer back into the fold. You know, you would think it would be as simple as, okay, the Wii 2, or whatever the hell they're going to call it, you know, Wii 2.0, Wii Next, Wii Plus, you know, whatever. Um, what could they possibly do to bring the crowd in? You'd think it'd be simple enough, you know, just bump up the graphical firepower, um, you know, add a hard drive, uh, get your online play options, you know, hammer down a little bit better, and that would be that, but... You know, they don't want to exclude that huge casual gamer crowd that they've built up. 
Uh, and, you know, it's quite significant now for them, and that's how they're making their money. There's huge money to be made in the casual gaming crowd, and the core gaming crowd is makes up for a very minuscule percentage of, of their profits. So, uh, you know, if they built their hardware up too much, you know, the, the hardware costs would go up, and then you wouldn't, you know, you'd lose that casual gaming crowd because they're not looking to spend, you know, $400 on a brand new console. They want their, they want their consoles cheap. And, you, you know, you can't really blame them for that. Uh, so, you know, if, they, if Nintendo prices themselves out of that market, you know, that would essentially kill them. So I don't know. I'm not sure what can be done to bring the hardcore gamer back in. I mean, there there are hardcore games on there. I mean, shoot, Super Mario Galaxy, Super Mario Galaxy 2. I haven't had a chance to play 2, but I did play the first one, and that's like one of the most hardcore games ever. It's awesome platformer. I think I spent I, I spent days just straight playing that game just to get all of the stars. And you know, it was awesome. Game, you know, if you look back games like Castlevania, all the Castlevania series, I played through quite a few of those and those those were really hardcore tough tough platformers evil but i had i had a blast with those games and they just they don't make crazy hard games like that very often anymore and when they do come out you know i you know i don't know they're some of these games that they come out with like dead space extraction you know, I when I saw Dead Space Extraction for the first time, I was just like, "Oh my god, I can't!" You know, I can't believe it. It was it was like a total watered down version of the original Dead Space. Uh, you know, Dead Space rocked. I loved playing that on the 360, and then when I saw it, I was like, "Oh, Dead Space Extraction! What is this?" It was like a on the rails kind of shooter thing, and it just for me it didn't work at all. Uh, so you know, who knows? I'm not sure what they can do. You know, they, they they don't have the developer support there either to you know, to continue to make game hardcore kind of games on there. They have support everywhere else on the casual gaming front, but you know, developer support for it, you know, it's ju- that's just not there either. So that's another issue. How do you get developer support again to create hardcore games for your console? Uh, anyway, I don't know. What are your thoughts on this? Do you do you still own a Wii? Do you enjoy playing it? Do you wish that the Wii would try to appeal to that hardcore gamer in you, or are you are you satisfied what, with what Nintendo is doing and, and where they're headed? Uh, send me an email, mail at channelmassive.com, or you can always tweet me at twitter.com/channelmassive. I'll be back tomorrow. Topics will be uh, the 3D revolution couple other great little news items there. We will see you then. 